0: Welcome to the NFL Stock Exchange Podcast. In this episode, we're taking a look at the updated draft order for the 2023 NFL Draft. We're looking at who's been up, who's been down compared to the order of what it was last week. We're also going to give you a little bit of a mini mock draft. Just have some conversations about how we think the top five would go with the current order. The top ten, get in some top 20 teams as well as maybe some wild card teams that are in the playoffs right now that we think are probably going to be a little bit higher in the draft order. We'll give you some team needs, we'll give you some team targets, all that good stuff. I'm Trevor Sikema with me as always is Connor Rogers. Let's ring the bell. Opening bell of the NFL Stock Exchange Podcast. I'm Trevor Sickma. That is Connor Rogers, right on the heels of a massive US victory in the World Cup, coming to you live. All the energy still in the podcast. Woo! Connor, how are we feeling? One-nothing. Nothing like it. Nothing like it, my friend. Stress City. That was bananas, man. That was extremely
1: were, stressful. <laughs> very stressful. And you're talking to somebody that routinely watches the New York Mets, the New York Jets, the New York Rangers. I mean, good Lord, that to go into a shell in the second half and just hold on for dear life, it was terrifying, terrifying, but obviously awesome that the U.S. makes it out of the group stage and they'll have a tough matchup Saturday, but you, I know it's uh, – it's cool everybody gets into it, right? It's just everybody's yeah. watching. You don't have to be
0: an expert. Um, it's it's the World Cup isn't just an incredible atmosphere. I'm out here screaming at offsides and people are yeah, like, yeah. actually, we, I, this, you know, it's not <laughs> that's, how it works. That's BS.
1: Like, this ref sucks. Review it. And it is. I'll stand yeah. by it. The second yeah. goal should
0: have counted. I'm sticking by yeah.
1: it. It's isn't it crazy that they don't use uh hockey offsides? They use like their own like hockey offsides, you all you have to do is like drag your foot. Behind the oh, line. Right. Yes. They, it was it was not it was a hand, I think, and half of an arm. Yeah, that was the
0: difference. That was I don't like
1: I definitely don't like that. I don't either. I, it was, I it don't looked, think that makes any
0: sense. Likely, just like it looked a little too fishy to me. You know, it felt like he was even with the defender and then you just beat him. He was better at the game. when you're better at the game, you should probably get rewarded for it. But goals okay. are good for the sport. Goals are good for the sport. We're not here to talk about soccer the whole time, although we are going to talk about soccer a little bit here at the, at the very top. What we're here to do is we're here to update the 2023 NFL draft order for you guys. we have been doing this every single Wednesday as it has been appropriate. We're kind of getting down to the end of the season. Now, November is coming to a close. We're about to enter the month of December, only five or six weeks left in the NFL regular season. So with that, Every single win, every single loss could mean a monumental shift in where the draft order could end up being. We're starting to see which teams are kind of gravitating towards that top five, top 10, which teams are gravitating a little bit further down the order. But we'll update everything here for you. We'll go over that top five, top 10. We'll talk about some team needs, do a little mini mock draft, talk about some guys that we can see in each spot and ultimately just have a good conversation about, hey, if the draft order was somewhat like this, didn't even have to be exact. How do we think that it would play out? Give you guys an early look, some early targets for your teams kind of at the top of the draft. But uh, I did say that we would get into soccer because Connor, you, you, you text me and you're like in the spirit of the world cup, should we do the cheesy corny thing where we go, Hey, what NFL players would you want to see on a soccer pitch? And I said, damn right. We should. Yeah, we're doing it. This is what we do. Honestly, it is. It could, because this is what this podcast is all about. It's all about being creative and, I came up with a and now I didn't spend hours creating this list, but I did create a top or a starting eleven, I should say, of NFL players that I think would be hilarious at certain spots, maybe even hilariously talented at certain spots for soccer. Are you ready for it, Connor? I am I'm very excited for this because I brought two ideas to the table for this one. I'm Mm -hmm. excited to hear the whole team. Okay. So I want you guys to listen to this. Let me know if I'm crazy. And let us know who you would want to see from the NFL in soccer. At, in goal. I have Trayvon Walker because it would be absolutely hilarious. Unreal athlete, super explosive, big and strong to go up for any kind of corner kick or anything coming into the box through the air. Has an 84 and a half inch wingspan. I mean, to me, that one that one was kind of obvious. I had to have that one there. My uh, my left and right backs. I got Tariq Woolen, size and speed, baby. And I got JC Horn, shut down mentality. Ain't nobody getting by him. Yep. I'm playing I'm playing a diamond defense formation. So I got a sweeper and a stopper. A sweeper is the last line of defense who's truly the guy who's closest to the goalie. And then a stopper is like the first line of defense. Sweeper, you need a ton of awareness. You're calling things out. I got Fred Warner. Right middle of that San Francisco 49ers defense, all the awareness and the communication. He's calling everything out. Great athlete himself. And then in front of him, I didn't want to mess up the Niners connection. So I got Talanova Hufonga. Guy likes a little contact, when the ball's coming in the air. Got to set the tone when it gets to the defensive side of the ball. So I got a Hufonga there. That's a at good the, lineup. At, at the, stop, the the stopper spot. Headed to the midfield. Left outside mid, right outside mid. I need speed. Where are we going to if we want speed in the NFL? We head down to the great city of Miami. I got Jalen Waddle at left back, or at left <laughs> mid. I got Tyree Kill at right mid, right? These well dudes played. are flying up the sidelines. Nobody's keeping up with them. And then in the center, I go to Odell Beckham Jr., only because I've I've watched him operate with a soccer ball, ball before, and it's incredibly impressive. So I do have him in the middle. And then I have Jamar Chase, simply for the, uh, I'll say the bullish mentality, where he's not afraid to get a little physical with guys in the middle. So I got him there. Uh, Attacking mid, I have Justin Jefferson, okay? And then at striker, I have to have Justin Tucker, right? I feel like it has to be... I, feel like I it think it has to be Justin Tucker, right? Because this dude, you can get it to him any to anywhere outside the box, and he's blasting that bad boy uh, right at goal. So I got I got Justin Tucker, and then my sub I'll say is DK Metcalf because I just really wanted to get him on this list, but uh, he was my twelfth guy. So those are that. Did I did I say either of your players? No, you didn't.
1: Ooh, you did okay. not. Um, okay. So Justin Tucker, not only was a kicker in high school, he was also a wide receiver and safety. So, there, he's an athlete and he played soccer from age three mm. uh, up until his sophomore year. So, mm. that is not a pick I thought of, but it is phenomenal. Imagine Justin Tucker on set pieces twice on the team, brother. Twice I mean, on the team, twice on the team. And there's no distance that, and I love that. I know people get angry, rightfully so, and everyone's like, well, if LeBron played soccer, like we'd kill everyone. Like, and I, I get it, it's a really <laughs> stupid thing to say. It's but. I am convinced Odell Beckham could have been a great soccer player. Like, oh, that is what yeah, I, I don't believe in any of the, like, all our great athletes play soccer. We'd be fine. Yeah, it would probably help. It's not the most popular sport in this country. I get it. But when you watch Odell, those videos of him, and knowing the rare athlete he is, mm-hmm. I actually do think Odell would have gone very, very far. The two guys I thought of was one, and I... He's either playing all the way up front at striker or all the way last line of defense. I haven't really narrowed it down. Derrick okay. Henry. I need Derrick Henry <laughs> out there because we need a striker with some power in the box. Our corner kicks do nothing. But then I thought of Derrick Henry on the back end, defending headers right. and the size and physicality. And the thing with Derrick Henry is why I don't, like. yes, this is a joke, but also not a joke because he's 6'3", almost 250 pounds. I'm sure if he actually played soccer, he'd be more 6'3", maybe 225, 220. Derrick Henry's got really good feet for a big guy. Mm -hmm. Really good feet for a big guy. Mm -hmm. That I was like, Derrick Henry, you never know. The last one, similar to your Trayvon Walker thought in goal, Mm -hmm. Sauce Gardner. Sauce Gardner's got the strangest build I've seen for a corner since Antonio Camardi, where he's got these arms down to the ground. Mm -hmm. His wingspan is like out of this world. He's got some of the longest arms in the NFL out of DBs, the way he could leap, the way he is uh, side to side. Sauce Gardner actually would have a shot in goal. So those are the two guys that I thought of that would be a lot of fun
0: to watch on the good old pitch. I didn't think of sauce Oscar, but that's a good one. I feel like there's a handful of those kinds of players where I, I I hope you guys can comment on the YouTube channel or tweet at us so we can see it. But like, I'd love to hear other athletes in the NFL that you would love to see uh, on the pitch representing uh, the USA, because it, it is a, obviously a, a fun, lighthearted exercise. But those are the guys that immediately came to my mind for the positions. Love the sauce, Garner call out. I think that's a good one, too. I thought about Tariq Woolen as well in goal for the oh, same yeah. exact reasons. But, you know, yeah. like. Those guys, similar build, similar reasons. My only worry about Derrick Henry playing defense is, is he so big and strong that anybody who he even like remotely touches, are they just going to like Yellow flail card. and you know get anything yeah. in the box? He you draw penalties because he's too big? I think you probably put him as striker, but I do like your thoughts there. Yeah, he's probably a specialist. He's your sub in the 80th minute. Yeah, he's you just get like sprinted goal. You're like,
1: yeah, you're like, we need a header. Where's Derrick Henry? Get him off the bench, wherever they keep, you know Bryce Huff. Get him from there and <laughs> take him out. DMX is on again. Oh, it's fun. The World Cup's fun, man. I am gonna miss when it's over. I it can't. I I like that it's only every four years because it makes you appreciate it a lot more. Mm. But I'm also sad that it's only every four years because. It's really, really special.
0: Yeah, it's it's a fun time. So we wanted to have a little bit of fun here with it on that podcast. Like I said, uh, hit us up, comments, Twitter, whatever it is. We'd love to hear from you guys on what NFL players you think would be uh, hilarious one way or the other, in a good way, a bad way, an interesting way, whatever it is, uh, for a World Cup team, because I think that'd be a lot of fun. All right, you want to get to the draft order? Yeah, let's get to it. All right, I'll read off the, I'll go top 10. We'll go top 10. We'll have a conversation about the top 10. We'll talk about some movement that we've seen in the top 10, and then we'll keep going down the list. We can talk about 11 through 20, and then even some of those playoff teams potentially too that we haven't been able to say a lot of words on. Houston, I don't look like they're going anywhere, right? We talk about this every single week. They're the team at the very top. They need a quarterback. I think that that's exactly where they're going to go. Feels like it's going to be Bryce Young, but I'm interested to see how that narrative really changes. And honestly, guys, over the next... Two months, I feel like that's we're going to see some massive changes in mock drafts over the next two months because as teams, as front offices, as coaching staff start to end their season, get into draft season, we're going to learn a lot more about how teams see this class and how they see these players. So Houston's picking number one overall. Chicago, welcome back to the top three. They're sitting here at number two overall. Detroit Lions, because the Los Angeles Rams, they're picking in the top three. They're sitting here at number three overall. Seattle Seahawks because of the Denver Broncos. They are now picking at number four. That's the Russell Wilson trade. Carolina no longer picking at number two because of the win this weekend over the Broncos. They're picking at number five. Philly's picking at six thanks to New Orleans getting shut out from the San Francisco 49ers. You got the Cardinals now in the top ten sitting there at number seven. Green Bay is at eight. Sheesh. Las Vegas, sheesh. though. Dude. That a big sheesh. Vegas was picking three last week. Gross win. They're picking Nine. No, they were picking fourth last week. But fourth to tonight, it's tough. I know, it. emotional overtime win. We love it. Football's all about winning. I get it. It's tough. Four and seven now. They're sitting at number nine overall in the draft. And then the, uh, the Houston Texans still have two top 10 picks because the Cleveland Browns, despite them taking down the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, uh, they only slide from number seven to number 10 this week. So uh, Houston, they're picking at number one and number 10. Anything really stand out to you? Any team that you want to talk about first now in the updated top 10?
1: Well, we say it every week. The fact what can separate you from picking fourteenth compared to third is insane right now i don't I don't remember it being this expansive in recent years. I remember the top three picks being a little bit in flux, and I remember maybe a bundle here or a bundle there mm-hmm. but the fact that Chicago is three and nine with the number two overall pick and the lions are four and seven with the 13th overall pick is crazy. Yeah. That's huge. These wins are colossal impact factors right now. When you Mm -hmm. look at the Raiders, I'm fascinated by green Bay being in the top 10, because when do we ever talk about green Bay hovering around this area? Of course. And, you know, Aaron Rodgers is really, really banged up right now. Jordan love looked good in a very, very short stint. I would love to see some more of Jordan love, but with the structure of Rogers' contract, he's not going to be anywhere. I'd be shocked if he's somewhere else in 2023, unless he could really manipulate that contract in a unique way. I guess what stands out to me will start at the top, not with Houston, but Chicago. Justin Fields is banged up. They did the right thing by not playing him against the Jets in that rain with the bad shoulder. Chicago here. There's two sides to it, right, Trevor? Picking two is a really big deal because that's a spot that you could trade out of and get more picks. But also for the top 10 of this draft, we just had Olu Fashanu uh, reportedly going back to school. Didn't think that was happening. Did not think that one was happening. I get the tweets that are like, he's 19. He's played under a 1,000 snap, Dude. And it could, it, listen, I don't ever speak for other people's life decisions. I'm just speaking how we cover it from a draft perspective. Mm-hmm. This dude was going in the top 15, probably going in the top 10, probably going in the top six to eight picks. It's a lot Dang. of money. That's he was going that high? Guaranteed? I Not guaranteed, but he had a shot. He would have tested off the charts. Off the charts. Yeah. Really smart dude. Really, really smart dude. Great tape. And that kind of guy that an offensive coaching staff looks at and goes, man, he's got everything we need. everything we need to be a franchise tackle. So the Bears, whether they pick a two or trade out, I would think offensive line is in that spot. Also, Will Anderson and Jalen Carter are in that spot. The Bears, though, are just, to me, the most exciting team up at the top because they get to play with the, do we take the best player available or do we trade for a hall of picks? I think it would be the latter, knowing how Ryan Poles uh, or thinking how Ryan Poles would operate very young in his GM career. But it's a it's a huge variable at the top.
0: I think they're trading back, right? It makes most sense.
1: It's a it's a thin roster. They have a lot of they have a lot of key needs.
0: They got a ton of needs. I think we talked about it a little bit. um, Can't remember if it was last week on Wednesday or the week before, but you know you're in a situation where there's a handful of QB needy teams, right? Carolina's sitting there. Las Vegas is at nine. All of a sudden, they're pretty desperate. you know detroit probably thinks they're okay at number 3 or i think detroit was the big one that we talked about cuz what was detroit uh let me look last week detroit was picking 6 and 13 So we figured they would be a good candidate because it feels reasonable for them to maybe give up six and 13, or if they're not comfortable with that, you know, you give them six, you give them a first rounder next year, maybe some extra picks as well. Then you can move up to number two, but if Detroit's going to sit there at number three, if the Rams are going to continue to be bad and they're going to get a top three pick, maybe they don't feel that pressure as much. Maybe they do. And then, you know, the price isn't as high as it would be before. So Detroit would probably be able to move up one spot to get up to number two. Um, But that is a division team. That and I just, I think they like Goff. If they're not in the pick,
1: they're not in the pick. I get it. I know. You can't run it back, man. But it's, Bryce isn't going to be there. You can't run it back. I think, I'm convinced that there's a good chance they will. No. And they just take the two best players. And maybe they go 13 and take, you know, the Levis tier of quarterbacks. Mm. If he's there, maybe they take Levis at three. Who the hell knows? I don't think they would even call Chicago. I don't. I don't.
0: We gotta call them. No, was, you, know, was, you know, you gotta call them.
1: I wouldn't even give them the benefit of that leverage, where Chicago's mm. on the line with someone else, and they're like, "Well, well we got we got Detroit involved." I Fuck think that.
0: I th- I think sorry. Chicago. No, my you're... <laughs> language.
1: <laughs> I if if you listen with your kids, I'm sorry. I should uh, warn you next time. I
0: think I I think that Chicago probably will say that to other teams, regardless. Right, lying uh, when it comes to gaining leverage in the NFL draft, lying the goat. You're right. So. So I feel like they're going to do that no matter what. But um, Chicago is very interesting because you look at their strength of schedule as well. And the way that the NFL draft works, if you have a tie-in record, then it goes to strength of schedule first. The lower strength of schedule you have, the higher in the draft order you're going to be against similar records because you have a similar record against worse teams. So that's how it works. That's where they believe that it is fair to have that as a tiebreaker. Chicago's strength of schedule, Chicago's played a tough season. So they're bad, but if they're tied with any of these other teams, their schedule is not going to help them out. They've got a 0.568, when you can see all this over at tankathon.com, they've got a 0.568 strength of schedule right now. If they were, let's say, three and eight instead of three and nine, right? And well, you know, we'll get there after the bye weeks work themselves out. But if they were three and eight instead of three and nine, they'd be picking fourth instead of second. If they happen to be four and eight instead of three and nine, they would be picking eighth instead of fifth. They would be at the bottom of every single tiebreaker throughout the top 18, which is where the cutoff is for playoff teams. Wow. They have they are tied with Green Bay right now for the. Highest strength of schedule. So Chicago, we talk about this every single week. Teams not getting pointless wins to really knock them down the draft order. For Chicago, it is paramount. Because if they are tied with any teams, one, two, four, seven, whatever it is, however many teams they're going to be tied with when the season is over, they drop. They're going to be at the bottom of whatever that tiebreaker is. So Chicago has kind of been in best case scenario for a while now. The team's looking better. The offensive line's looking better. The playmakers are looking better. Of course, Justin Fields is looking better, which is awesome, but they continue to lose football games because anything that they get after this, man, they are they are one win away from moving from the number two overall pick to like the number nine overall pick, depending on how this thing shakes out. And that's a that is a massive, massive change on your future, especially for a team that is in position to trade down from a number two overall pick, which is going to be a massive ransom. So
1: they play the Packers this weekend. We Mm -hmm. don't know if Fields is going to play. They play the Eagles and then the Bills. Really tough games. The two that are fascinating. Last two weeks of the season, Mm -hmm. they play the Lions on New Year's Day, which is a massive draft implications game. Yes. Colossal. The last game that I'd be looking at from the Bears, they are home hosting the Vikings that could be resting guys very well could because the Vikings by then will know if they are playing for the number one seed, which the Eagles have been trying to run away with. And if they're, they have no chance at the number one seed, why wouldn't you sit people?
0: You can't play them. Yeah. They're, they're in a situation where, (laughs) They should be hosting a playoff game, but it's, they might not get the bye. It's almost. Well, I, don't, I mean, I that, this is not true. I, I was saying that it's almost advantageous for them to lose a game, but it's not. That's that's you you would much rather above anything else, you would rather have the bye week. You would rather have the built in rest week for all of your guys when it comes to that first round of the playoff. So, um, that's not true. They're they're going to be trying to get as many wins as they possibly can. But you're right. The the Vikings are sitting here at nine and two. Eagles are at ten and one. The next closest team is the Cowboys at eight and three, but no matter what, the Cowboys can only be the fifth seed at best because they're the wild card team. So we this they is play an, the Eagles one more time, right? This this is Are, yeah, yeah, they do play them one more
1: time. So that's that's a if you're Minnesota, you want Dallas somehow to win, but Dallas beat Minnesota. Ooh, this is This is going to get real
0: interesting down the stretch here. What's the Rams schedule? Because the Rams are, okay. Playing Bryce Perkins. Well, you're right. But, I mean, like, is there a prayer anywhere? I mean, they play the Seahawks. Oh, yeah, they play the Broncos. They stink. They do play the Broncos.
1: They They play the Raiders. They play
0: the Raiders at home, and it's on Thursday night football. Hmm. Could get weird. Could get weird, but I think Detroit's... Detroit has that pick, is what, what Detroit, I'm saying yeah. here. I, I don't really think this pick goes any worse than like sixth overall because it's looking uh, like Detroit could have two. They have potentially almost guaranteed two top 15 picks, could have two top 10 picks. Ram schedule is easy. Ram's strength of schedule is only only 0.487, and that would be the I guess it's not super easy. Carolina's the worst at Carolina's, 0.438 definitely the worst a surge in carolina hey good for steve wilkes man
1: yeah seriously
0: good good for steve wilkes a lot of people are playing for next year
1: sam darnold steve wilkes
0: okay houston's picking at one right let's do a little mini mock here houston's picking at one let's say Bryce young is off the board chicago's sitting there at two Who are you targeting to trade up? Who do you think trades up? Carolina. You think it's Carolina?
1: Carolina. eh, I'm not comfortable with saying Vegas there. Vegas just, that's a lot. I know. And they still have Carr. We have to see what they do with Carr, what they can get for Carr if they did want to move on from him. It's Carolina, actually. It's actually not – there's not really a lot of teams here early on.
0: Raiders have their first-round pick, second-round pick, third, fourth, two-fifths this year, and then next year they have um, their regular picks up to the fifth round as well. Okay. Carolina is not missing any picks, I don't believe. Um, They have – so they have two second-round picks this year because of the McCaffrey deal, so they've got extra ammunition this year. Here's the question, though, Trevor. Say Chicago did
1: go to five, right? With Carolina. Mm-hmm. So Houston took Bryce. Carolina took Stroud. Then you have the Lions and the Seahawks. I think for... I think, think Jalen Carter and Will Anderson go in both those picks. Did you just play yourself if you're Chicago or you take the best tackle available?
0: Okay, run that by me again. Hold on. Let's say Let's say Carolina moves up from five. Let's say they give up number five this year. Let's say they give up their early second round pick this year and then a second round pick next year to move that's from the five right to count. two. Yep. okay and yep. and that doesn't break the bank for caroline either because then they still have a second round pick and they get to go up to number two hopefully get whatever quarterback they want that's not named bryce young so you're saying let's go houston's taking bryce young we could just say caroline is taking cj stroud will levis whoever you want it's a quarterback what do you think detroit and seattle do Lions take Jalen Carter and Seahawks take
1: Will Anderson. Those are huge needs for both teams that like their veteran quarterbacks.
0: I think Chicago would then be taking O-line. Right. You're looking at Paris, Skaronsky,
1: Skaronsky. Roderick. Yeah. And that's something where, based on ceiling, which I know can be a very cliche, loose term – I think Olu conversation would have started there. Now, if you want
0: to get interesting. What if you're Chicago sitting there at number five and let's say one of Will Levis or CJ Stroud are still on the board. So it's one of those two guys. Let's say it goes to the scenario that you brought up. Detroit does not take a quarterback at number three. So you're sitting there at number five. One of C.J. Stroud or Will Levis is still there, as well as the entire rest of the quarterback class. I don't know how move it's going to shape out, right? Anthony Richardson, um, Tanner McKee, whatever. Do you move from let's say five to nine for Vegas? Yeah, absolutely, because May- the
1: tackle the tackle tier is you're fine. I think nine. so
0: too. So maybe it's, you it's a no brainer. Maybe you can, maybe you can get Vegas to give you another first rounder next year. To move up to five, basically to say, hey, if you're moving on from Derek Carr, if you think Derek Carr is bad, if you're getting out of him for the contract, you need a good quarterback. Do you think one's going to be sitting there at number nine? I still wouldn't do that
1: if I was Vegas, but I agree with your take from Chicago. I wouldn't give up a first to move up four spots when I have the fallback option of Carr. It would have to be lighter than that. But it's Interesting. And I I think you'd be looking deeper than that. You'd be looking at the Colts at 14, I think. So you'd have to go back further, but you could still get a tackle at 14.
0: And I think the Colts are going to lose more football games, right? So I think the Colts are probably going to realistically end up somewhere around pick 10. So then are the Colts – yeah, the Colts could certainly be a team that you call up, and they might be a desperate team to move up to go get a quarterback. I don't know.
1: Yeah, they could offer you their first-round pick and two timeouts that they still have in their pocket. Christ.
0: Yes. Yeah. Great deal. Yeah. <laughs> this week was uh, an awful week for time was management. Some, I, was would, I would, laughers. You know what? I would love – If any team out there wants to make me head coach for one week, I'm here to say that I would take you up on that offer because I want to know. I want to know what it's like being in that moment. Because Jeff Saturday is a media member who has analyzed and criticized timeout and clock management usage for years. He's been doing this. Shoot, he has tweets about it that people brought up after he did not use the timeouts and after he came out today, which is Tuesday, and um, and said that he regretted how he went about the end of the game. These are guys who know. like They know the situation. If I were in that spot, if I had the headset on, am I thinking about too many things? Is it harder than we think it is? Uh, like, uh, are, I mean, just, are just a million things running through our head? Now, I, I when I say that is harder than it, I think it is, I'm not trying to disrespect the job. Being a ho- head coach in the NFL is incredibly difficult, and it takes years and years and years and years to master and, and deserve your way to get up to the very top. But still, these are smart guys. These are football lifers. These guys have been around the field forever, and you can't figure out how to use your timeouts. Uh,
1: it's strange,
0: especially yeah, if you're,
1: if you're yeah. not calling plays. You're not calling plays. Yeah, what are you doing? Like your your job being a head coach is obviously very hard, and there are plenty of things that the general public does not see that is hell of about course. being a head coach. Sure. from a political standpoint, but in that moment, it's almost shocking Matt Ryan and just override everything and call the timeout himself.
0: I th- I thought that I thought that with Brady, with the Bucks. Yeah, I thought that with Brady. Brady completes the pass, and all of a sudden they're going up tempo. I'm like, what? Just call the timeout. Somebody call the timeout. Yeah, anybody. Like you have the,
1: you do have the power. Anybody timeout sign counts the same for you as the coach.
0: I kind of wish it's a little weird. I kind of wish Rashad White would have just got up after catching that pass and just like did timeout, but obviously he's a he's a rookie, so he doesn't have uh, that power move though. So, all right, that's an interesting that's an interesting scenario there with Chicago. Um, As we are. This is recording the pod well mm-hmm.
1: it happened this morning but to add to the offensive line conversation i saw Braden daniels accepted his senior bo- uh senior bowl invite he's played both tackle spots and guards so this offensive line class has turned the corner even with olu going back which is a big hit you know i was big i was hit. having the conversation with with somebody the other day and they were trying to pick my brain on how many tackles go in the first round and this was the day before olu declared and I was like, well, it depends how teams evaluate Skaronsky if he's a tackler or interior,
0: but he should go yeah, in the first Yeah, but he's round. going no matter what. It's exactly. A, to me, that was I hear what you're saying, but it's basically is he going top ten or is yep. he going top twenty five? Which one? He's I exactly he he's harder.
1: a first round player, but then I looked at Paris, mm-hmm. has to go in the first round. too. he He's been he's been really good. Yep. Man, it gets it gets interesting. I, mean, I, I had Olu in the first round, and I, I think Broderick is a first round player. That's Broderick's... a strong class. you have four going the first round. That's a strong class.
0: And it I mean, could I, exceed I, that. Yeah, I think we're getting more than that. I think they're gonna come from yep. somewhere, but I think it's gonna be close I, I think it's gonna be closer to five or six just because the NFL is always gonna take a chance on trench guys, at least I think so. Yep. So I think it's probably close to that number. But Olu not making it definitely uh, Definitely hurts it. Okay, we're going to get to uh, the rest of the top 10. We're going to get to the rest of the top 20 as well. But before we do that, got to talk to you about our friends over at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. This is our go-to when we're betting on the NFL this holiday season. They've got same-game parlays. They've got super easy uh, prop bets, which you could check out on PFF Line. You can see which prop bets that we really love. Then head over to DraftKings, put some money on the line. It's a great way to be able to do it and to bet very smart, to be honest with you. Right now, new customers can bet just $5 on any NFL team to win their game and get $150 in free bets if they do. Check this out. Right now, everyone can earn up to 100% boost with DraftKings stepped up same game parlays. Go to DraftKings Sportsbook app, place a same game parlay. So, you know, you're looking at either the over under, the spread, some prop bets, but you're putting it all in a parlay. The more legs you add, the bigger the boost, the bigger your shot. At winning big time money, but DraftKings makes it super easy as they always do. Draft, download the DraftKings Sportsbook app right now. Use the promo code PFF and place a five dollar bet on any NFL team to win their game. If they do, you will get one hundred and fifty dollars in free bets when they win. Only a DraftKings Sportsbook with the promo code PFF. Minimum agent eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Along those same lines. Want to talk to you about Mojo. We've talked to you about Mojo before, but here's the scenario. If you would have bet on Tom Brady as if he was a stock, right? Any stock out there. If You would have bet on him, put some money in Tom Brady's stock, his rookie season. It'd be worth over 4,000% what you originally put into it today. Now it's not a what if, now it's a who's next. With Mojo, the all-new sports stock market that lets you invest in your favorite athletes and cash in on your passions you can sign up on the in the apple store right now to get your first stock for free worth up to tom brady's case tens of thousands of dollars crazy over 300 players are listening on mojo right now so you can invest in rookies like drake london chris olave some comeback candidates like saquon barkley geno smith those guys or even superstars at the very top guys like patrick mahomes guys like geno smith guys of course like mike white you know the superstars you can go along And make your money when an underrated diamond in the rough breaks out. Or you can even short sell an overrated rival when you think that somebody is going to flop. That's also a way that you can make money with Mojo. Prices move with every play, every game, every headline. So you can buy and sell instantly, anytime, all year launch. The action never stops. Mojo is live in New Jersey right now. So download Mojo in the Apple App Store today. And start turning playmakers into moneymakers. Must be 21 years or older to use Mojo and located in New Jersey to make trades. If you got a gambling problem, help is available at 1-800-GAMBLER. Visit mojo.com for more info. All right. Talked about the top five a little bit. We got Philly, which is an extremely interesting team in the top 10 because they have New Orleans pick. Let's say we go quarterback, quarterback, Jalen Carter, Will Anderson, and quarterback. Either Carolina, somebody else, however it happens. So three QBs off the board, those two defensive guys off the board. What do you think Philly does to six? Oh, man. It gets real interesting real quick, doesn't it? <sighs> I think probably still defensive line, right? You got like Miles Murphy, you got Brian Brzee. That's where my head goes. Maybe,
1: the but their corners are getting older. And they're really good, right? But do they, do they look at one of the corners in this class and go, let's get ahead of this now while we're here. So Slay is 31. I think Bradbury's 30. I need to check this.
0: He's, yeah, he's older. He's been around a while. Okay, so Both of them playing well, to your point, but do you yeah. want to get ahead of it? I think that I would. That could be smart. And then it gets interesting, right?
1: Are you talking about Joey Porter, Christian Gonzalez, Keely Ringo? You know, who is the corner in Grant that Ringo. spot? And I, I don't have the... I don't have the definitive answer on that yet. I, I really like Porter. I really like Ringo. I was pretty lukewarm on Gonzalez coming into the year compared to where the hype was, although I've seen him play much better in recent weeks where I'm like, yeah, I get betting on traits when he's got those kinds of traits. Sure. So that Trevor, that's where it would be for me. Unless they look at it and go, they traded for Quinn, who's an older pass rusher, Right. They do need it. I still think they need one more edge for the future. I, I can't emphasize this enough. Always looking very long term, not just for their super potential Super Bowl run next year. I think if Jared Verse declares, he's in that top ten
0: conversation out of edge pass rushers. I don't know if they do this at six, but I wonder along the same six lines, is a it's like weird a spot, like a Tyree Wilson, you know, like a guy who I don't think is I don't think is there yet. I, I need to now that the season is over. He's one of those guys that I'm going to watch right away because a lot of people really like him. They talked about him as a potential first yeah. rounder. Um, I didn't see that kind of player, but at the same time, like I didn't really see that kind of player with Trayvon Walker either. Like I thought Trayvon Walker would have been a back end of the first round guy, yep. and he went number one overall just because the NFL couldn't resist when it came to the traits. And like, I get it. He was super uniquely gifted. So by the end of the process, it's like, all right, you got to accept this guy's not just going top five, but number one overall. But Wilson's another player that feels like he's, it feels like a lot of people are just accepting that the traits of this super long, six foot six, six foot seven, 270 pound pass rusher, long arms, great build. Like everybody's kind of betting on that. I don't want to say in the same light Trayvon Walker was because I don't think he's like as explosive as athletic, but a lot of people are betting on the traits with Wilson where I don't think the tape matches nearly as much, but I reserve the right to change my mind. When yes, we, uh, you do. You have connected. that card. You have that power if you want it. So anyways, I, that's a, that's an interesting spot of what Philly might do at number six, Arizona, Green Bay, Vegas, uh, anything with those teams before we get outside of the top 10, start talking about some other teams. Arizona's fascinating, aren't they? I mean,
1: they need some help on defense, of course.
0: Yeah, and who knows what the new head coach is going to want.
1: Staff matters so much in that equation. It might be a new GM. Green Bay has gotten older and beat up on the offensive line. I think they enter the conversation of taking a tackle, and you probably only have one off the board at this point. So they're in really good shape. Correct. Skoronsky just seems like he's a Packer. I know it's so funny to say, but just obviously Skaronsky plays in the Midwest. Um, he's a guy that I think has a lot of position versatility, and the Packers love that on the offensive line. You look at how they've used Elton Jenkins. You look at how they used a lot of their guys. They're like guys that can kick out to tackle, can play guard. As we've said on the show, Skaronsky was actually recruited as a center and ended up at tackle in a bit of an emergency when Rashawn Slater opted out to not play the COVID year. So that... That's kind of where I'm leaning with that one there.
0: I think I agree.
1: And it helps that Christian Watson's broken out lately, right? Where people won't be
0: screaming at you to just take a wide receiver in that spot. Take a wide receiver. Right, right, right. No, I think that that definitely helps. Arizona's got to go something along the trenches. I think it's probably got to be offensive line. Oh, Vegas. Vegas needs offensive line too. Shoot, we may hit that tackle over early in this one. These teams just desperately need some help up front. Uh Houston then picking there at number ten. That's Wide receiver. Nah, it's a super young team. They could basically go anyway. Yeah. I mean, yeah. like if you if you got Quentin Johnson as your number one, you could probably talk about him there at number ten. Outside of the top ten, we get Jacksonville picking at eleven. Pittsburgh, massive drop for Pittsburgh. Where was Pittsburgh last yeah. week? They were in no. the top six, I believe. Uh this list has them at eight. Were they only eight? Okay. I thought they were all those, those teams were tied. It was just based on strength of schedule. Okay. Yeah. All right. So they were picking eight. Now they're picking twelve because they're win over the Colts. Uh, got Detroit with their original pick at number thirteen. The Colts, like I said, number fourteen. Uh, Atlanta's picking at fifteen. Seattle, sixteen. Chargers, seventeen. And then New England is eighteen. Before we get to that playoff cutoff, there. Yeah. I mean, we talked about Pittsburgh a little bit. We've talked about the Colts a little bit. Anything from that group that stands out? Any thoughts? early preliminary draft needs, anything like that? Colts got to find a way up for a quarterback, I would
1: think. And I would think they're going to be a team you hear some buzz on about mm-hmm. a Levis kind of player, depending where his range is at. They, they're they not going to go up to get Bryce. I don't think they'll be able to go up to get Stroud. We'll see. So maybe you hear, and I you know how much Ballard evaluates traits first and everything else later, it feels like. And Levis, the big sell with him is going to be all of his traits rather than... Um, you know, his, his inefficiency at the moment. The Steelers fascinate me because I think Kenny Pickett is showing signs of development, which is a really, really important sign. I'm not saying Kenny Pickett will ever be a star. I'm not saying Kenny Pickett is putting the team on his back, but I think Pittsburgh is going to give Kenny Pickett a very, very fair shake these next two plus years and look to improve elsewhere. They're another team that they could go O-line. They can get some help in the middle of their defense. They could take a corner. The one thing we know they have, they have wide receivers. They're not going to take a running back here. Just like Najee Harris in the first round a couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. They have Fryar Muth at tight end, so this isn't Michael Mayer conversation time. So the Steelers are kind of interesting because they they actually end up in a really nice spot, not having to reach for a specific position. I think it's weird how bad, weird how bad that team is. The Watt injury really just blew up their season. Which oh the Steelers?
0: Yeah. Yeah, I mean but like the Steelers weren't the Steelers weren't gonna be good.
1: Not good, but picking the top well now they're twelfth. This is this is fair. When they were like hovering around top seven every week when we did the show, I was like, This feels weird for a
0: Mike Tomlin team. I'm looking at Atlanta. They're sitting there at number 15. We don't talk about Atlanta a ton, just because like they're still in the conversation. I think the offensive line is really coming along. If they wanted to make an addition off the of the off- along the offensive line, I don't think they have to do it in the first round. Um, although maybe they want to continue to build on a strength, but I don't think they have to. I'd love for Atlanta to go defensive line. You know, I, I'd love for them to go I, I, a Nolan Smith, a Jared Verse. I'd love them to get Jared yeah. Verse. I think that'd be a Miles fantastic Murphy pick for them. Miles Murphy, if you last. A- 15, it doesn't seem yeah, like it's going to last to 15 at this point. Yeah. But as I said, I think mock drafts are really going to change. The perception on a lot of these guys are really going to change as we get to talk to NFL teams a lot more. Because most teams in the NFL, uh, they're not around to talk to you about the draft right now. They're, they're, you're not really no. learning a bunch of intel about what teams think. So I think the perception of these guys are going to change a lot over the next couple of months, and that kind of opens up. But something along the defensive line, i love to see Atlanta get... A pass rusher I'm trying to think. I mean, versus the first guy that comes to my mind, I like Felix on a Azuma man. I need to go back and watch him, but I remember really liking him going into the year. Oh. God, maybe a BJ Ojalaria, but I think that's a little, I think that's a little rich for him. There is there an interior guy, maybe Siaki Ika. Maybe this is where he comes into play. I don't know you like Ika. I do. I don't know if we'll go that high. I don't think he'll go that high either. I don't think so either. I think it's going to be an edge guy if it's going to be Atlanta. Just that's 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 the vibe that I'm getting. That's the vibe that I'm getting right now. Seattle probably same thing. I, it's a young team, so a lot of things can change. But I think it's got to be something along the defensive side. They'd love a pass rusher as well.
1: Yeah, they've gotten really good play out of their rookie class. The offense, highlighted by the offensive line, highlighted by Tariq Woolen. Yeah, they're another team that could could add another corner. Their secondary has been beat up this year. You're right though about their front. They they always look to add athletic rushers. So that's that's a good conversation for them. And then it comes down to this is probably more of a second round thing for Seattle, but. You know, Lockett's not going to be there forever, we don't think. At what point do sure. you start to take another wide receiver? Is this where we go down the Tyler Lockett contract all over again? <laughs> Lord have mercy. A, a stock um, exchange classic.
0: Let's uh, let's look at some of the teams that are slated to be in the playoffs right now. You got Tampa Bay at 19. Then it's the Commanders. You get the Ravens, Jets, Bengals, Giants, Denver Broncos because of their trade with the San Francisco 49ers. Um you got the Tennessee Titans, Dallas Cowboys, Buffalo Bills. Miami forfeited their pick. They currently have the 29th overall pick, but that's getting forfeited. Minnesota is at 30, Kansas City is at 31, and the Philadelphia Eagles are sitting there at number 32. Now, these are, of course, based on record, they will end up being based on where they finish, what round they finish, and the tiebreakers after that. Any of those teams that are probably wild card teams that really stand out to you that you say, you know, this team could probably be picking close to the top 15 when it's all said and done. Cause I think the giants are one of those teams. And mm. I, I, I don't mean to sound like a giants hater. Like a, a lot of people listen to this podcast and they think that I'm this giant, this big giants hater. I'm not, I, I just, I think that down the stretch, let me pull up their schedule. Cause I remember looking at their schedule and I was like, Ooh, this is, this is a tough one here for the giants. They're sitting here at seven and four, right? So the record's good. They're playing the commanders this week commanders are well
1: there it is right there one of those two teams has to fall at some point
0: yes and the commanders they play the commanders twice they go commanders eagles commanders vikings colts eagles the only guaranteed win i see there for the giants is the colts dead they play the eagles twice they play the vikings they play the commanders twice so i bet they're going to split with the commanders i bet they they're going to lose the first time to the giant or to the eagles they're going to lose to the vikings i think because it's in minnesota they could beat the Colts, so they could have eight wins there. And then that Week 18 game against Philly, is Philly going to be resting their players? That's going to be huge, not only potentially for the Giants to make the playoffs, but also if they're not a playoff team at that point, that's going to be huge for where the Giants end up drafting as well. So that game ultimately comes into the equation in a massive way. I just don't have a, I, I just don't have a ton of faith for the Giants to make the playoffs this year. I know people are going to be mad at me for it. I think we saw them get exposed in the, the talent gap that they have against some of the better teams. And guess what? They play three of, the better, three of their games down the stretch. Half of their games are against better teams. Philly, Philly, and the Vikings. Uh, the Commanders are a team that we know is playing everybody tough right now. They took down Philly, something that no other team in the NFL has been able to do. Yeah, They play them twice. Chase Young's coming back soon. Chase Young's coming back. So it's Supposed like be their best player. Yeah. It's tough for me, man. I think the Giants are probably going to be picking close to number 15. I think it's whether it's between 15 and 18 or wherever it is. I I don't think the Giants are making the playoffs. I think they're going to be picking more towards number 15 in this draft. Isn't it wild how many teams
1: in the middle of this draft have massive quarterback questions heading into the off season? You have the Colts at 14, Mm -hmm. Atlanta at 15, I'll assume Geno Smith gets an extension done with Seattle, so I won't count them. The Bucks at nineteen, Washington whoa. at twenty. Whoa, 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 whoa! Tom's coming back. All right, so we'll put the Bucks down. No, he's. I don't think he's coming back. <laughs> you don't think he's coming back? Do you think he's playing? Um... I think he's gonna. I think he's gonna do the, the ride into the sunset. One other place. I don't know where. The issue is,
0: Niners. I don't think Tom wants to be done. Right. And not to bring too much of personal life into it, sure. but you know, with everything going on off the field with his marriage and that obviously ending, sure, I think that he still obviously wants to be there for his kids and he wants to be a great dad and all of those things. Like that doesn't change. That still exists. But I I do believe that he can play another year in the NFL at a really high level. And if so that's too. the case, then I think that Tom Brady's probably going to be coming back. Does he want to come back to the Bucs though? Cause the Bucks coaching staff stinks and it's not I, under those guys. No I, I don't know how, I don't know how much better it's going to get next year. I don't think that Tom Bowles, Todd Bowles is getting fired. Uh, maybe you get rid of Byron Ustich, but I don't, I don't I don't, I don't I just I'm gonna I'm gonna spiral on this podcast and I don't need to spiral. So ultimately
1: <laughs> I was I was trying to get you to do that.
0: Ultimately, uh I don't think Tom Brady's playing for the Bucs next year. No. So you can you can hold the finger up. You have three. He goes home home
1: and plays one year with the Niners mm-hmm. as they let Trey Lance sit behind him. They'll win a Super Bowl, guaranteed. And that's the place and you go if you're gonna be forty six years old because you can run the ball eight hundred times
0: a game. Yeah, he they'll i i mean if, if tom goes to san francisco in 2024 they win a super bowl it's his best chance out of realistic spots yeah yeah
1: so jimmy g will be the quarterback of the bucks all right um sick, sick. no cool. <laughs> No, great sick. colts falcons bucks mm-hmm. commanders jets giants those are picks 14 to 24 right now mm-hmm. 10 pick range 11 pick range six spots that could be looking at a quarterback market. I'm not saying what degree, like whether we believe or not the Jets are going to give Zach Wilson another chance. The Giants, if they bring back Daniel Jones or they don't, it, there's so many variables, but those six teams you can comfortably say are going to explore some sort of quarterback market, whether it's veteran or draft related. That's crazy. I
0: agree. Crazy. I agree. And it's not like the veteran quarterback. Games. It's not like the veteran quarterback market's going to be great, but it's lot- not on. It's not
1: useless. You know what I mean? It's weird. It's a weird yeah, one. You have Jimmy G,
0: Jacoby yeah, Brissett. But- you hate this. No, but the thing is, is that is like Jimmy G is playing too well. So this is like this isn't this is this is you're you're hardly going to be able to get Jimmy G on the cheap. Right? Oh, no. These He's are not going to be L. cheap. These are not so, going to be so, cheap. So my thing is that, is another team really going to convince themselves that they're going to get the best of Jimmy G? Because 100%. The, the, you think that's going to, man. These
1: idiots do this every year. Every year. Absolutely. Absolutely. Jimmy G is going to start somewhere. And he deserves to. Jacoby Brissett's going to start somewhere. He deserves oh, to. Man. Maybe Derek Carr's on the move. Somebody will dance with Carson Wentz one more time. Someone will do it. He can't keep getting
0: away with this. Yeah. <laughs> but he will. He will. Oh man, yep. I'm going to drive. I'm going to drive myself absolutely loony thinking about this oh, quarterback. It's not Mike even December yet. Buckle up. I'm very excited to get into the uh, regular season tape of these guys because I think that we're going to have a lot better idea of where we would slot them. You know, right now we're trying to do a lot of projections kind of based off of what we saw during the summer, what we've been able to intake during college football season, what we think the team needs are for the NFL teams right now. But I really think that you and I are going to get um, more conviction. And I and I think yes, where a lot yes. of these guys are going to land uh once we really start to get into this which uh will be happening over the next couple of weeks um depending on what the schedule could be might even be next week i don't know yet i don't know yet
1: it's a great call i've been trying to make a you know a very uh significant effort the last week or two to try to talk to different people and and get an idea of some players here some players there so you want to know the top 10 of the draft how it's going yeah
0: (laughs) (laughs) yeah actually it, you no, know, no no, 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 keep it for next week. We yeah, got yeah, to get Yeah, I put it in my pocket. I don't want to ruin the draft for
1: everybody. Nobody likes when picks are spoiled. <laughs> no,
0: nobody likes when picks are spoiled. But it's you know, tricky, though, man. It's tricky. It is. It is, It is indeed. Uh, before we get out of here, I gotta talk to you guys about our friends over at Symbol. You guys have heard us talk about them uh, all season long. They're our sponsor this year, and they have their best offer for new users yet. Okay, Symbol is offering five hundred dollars. All right, risk free. For new users who are joining the stock market for sports, when you sign up, use the promo code NFLSE on your first deposit. Comes with a 30-day money-back guarantee. If you were hesitant on joining or simply have not joined yet, you can do so with a risk-free deposit right now. As a reminder, Symbol lets you trade pro and college teams like stocks and even earn cash dividend payouts when those teams win. Symbol is a peer-to-peer market that took the thrill of sports betting and turned it into the stock market for sports to give fans a new way to speculate on their favorite pro and college teams. Now you can join with a $500 money-back guarantee. Download the Symbol app uh, on the iOS Apple Store by searching S-I-M-B-U-L-L in the App Store and use that promo code NFLSE to get your risk-free deposit up to $500. Whether you want to invest in uh, up-and-coming teams like maybe making a long-term play for the Detroit Lions or the Chicago Bears, something like that, or maybe top dogs in the NFL, the Philadelphia Eagles, Kansas City Chiefs. If you think they're going all the way, you can throw some money in there and win some money that way as well. Symbol allows you to buy and sell team stocks and profit from your sports knowledge. we got one more podcast up for this week we're gonna do some speak pipe stuff we're gonna we're gonna do some fan voicemail for a little bit of it i'm not sure exactly how much we're gonna get to it because we'll have a topic for tomorrow as well but if you guys have not done it yet now would be a great time to start speakpipe.com backslash nflse this is how you guys can get into the show we've already done this a couple of times and we absolutely love it all you do whether you're on your phone whether you're at your computer go to that website speakpipe.com backslash nflse and you can leave us a question but you record your voice doing it. So you can explain it exactly the way you want to. You can set things up exactly the way that you want to. You can put a scenario in front of us. You can put a what if. You can put some sort of a draft question, an NFL question, even a question about food, pop culture, anything. We'll answer it if it's a good question. So hit us up. You know that we like to have fun. Uh, we love for you guys to get in on the show as well. So this is our our, our, our best way to combine both of those things. So speakpipe.com backslash NFL SC, Get in on the show. Well done. Thanks. Appreciate it. Need some water. Gotta catch yeah. my breath. Yeah,
1: give yourself a breather here. Long I'll take time. the wheel. I don't know what we're gonna do yet tomorrow, but it'll be something... We'll cook up something nice. Let us know if there's teams you'd want us to fix. Obviously, we've been waiting for some seasons to end for teams. I wonder what the appetite is for fixing the Houston Texans. Hmm. I'm curious. We haven't done a fix-your-team in a while. They are the safest... They are the safest. We know they're going to be picking very significantly. What we do. High.
0: We did the Panthers and the Colts because they've already fired their coaches. But uh, the, the the Texans are probably next. Honestly, yeah, with or maybe, without Lovey. All right, maybe we'll fix the Texans tomorrow. Maybe we'll do something completely different. You guys will have to tune in to find out. That's yeah. We're that's, not telling you. No, we subscribe never do. To the
1: pod, so you never miss one.
0: Smash subscribe. Know. Trigger those bells. Smash.
1: <laughs> Smashes the square. All right, let's put on our YouTuber, our YouTuber, uh our YouTuber personality. He's got the glasses. <laughs> yeah, don't forget, guys. that You can smash the subscribe button right there and click the like button. And you know, for everybody that sent a super chat, thanks so much. And we'll, yeah, I really appreciate you. We'll catch you tomorrow for the next stream.
0: <laughs> you realize we are on YouTube, though. That is us. That's what we're doing. Yeah, I'm we're not to get... streamers. We're just two idiots. <laughs> That's very true. All right, well, follow these two idiots on uh, on Twitter at Tampa Bay Tray at Connor J Rogers. Um, same thing on Instagram. You guys can hit us up on Instagram as well. And of course, we said uh, the SpeakPipe link. Oh, you can also follow the show PFF underscore NFLSE. Uh, you can follow the show. It's a great way to um, follow all the show topics and and the links and and uh, everything. Like Connor said. Make sure that you don't miss an episode. We got one more episode for you this week. It's going to be a fun one, whatever it is. But that's our cliffhanger because we need you to tune in because our families are starving. I'm Trevor Sycamore. That is Connor J. Rogers. Thank you guys for watching the NFL Stock Exchange Podcast.